Hallelujah. The place where Jesus is revealed. Christ revealed International Church. Why that Christ revealed International Church? Because this is a church where Jesus Christ is revealed. If you want to know more about Jesus Christ, who he is, then this is the place to be. Hallelujah. Where Christ Jesus is revealed to us. Amen. We've been, let's continue with our series on how to maintain your position. Amen. How do you maintain your position? How to maintain your position? Very, very important. So let's move on. Number one, how do you maintain your position? By having faith in God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Genesis 5, 24. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 24, And Enoch walked with God and was not, because God took him. Hallelujah. And then we read from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So now when you read Genesis 5, 24, Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. Now, what does that mean? When you are reading it in the Old Testament, you will not really understand what caused him to be taken. What does it mean that he was not for God took him? God took him, why? Because God was angry with him. God took him, he walked with God. I mean, what, what happened? But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6 explain the whole process of what happened. By faith, Enoch was translated. So when the Bible says, and God took him because he was not, it means that he was translated and he did not see death. And was not found. You, you couldn't find him on the earth. There's nowhere to find him. You could not find him in the whole earth. Why? You, and, you see, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then last week, you we also talked about the fact that when you please God, you distinguish yourself. When you please God, you, are, you separate yourself. When you please God, you distinguish yourself from those who don't please God or serve God. Hallelujah. So how to maintain your position? We maintain our position by faith. And the arm of flesh will fail you and I. The one who puts his trust in man is accursed. Cursed is the one who puts his or her trust in man. Hallelujah. The second thing we talked about is stay close to God. Stay close to him. You and I must be close to God. When Christ saved us, Christ saved us so that we are near him. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Bless your word, O God, and speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Hallelujah. Very, very important. So staying close to God is very, very important because you maintain your position close to God by just doing what you need to do. And what were the things we talked about? Getting yourself in the word. Hallelujah. Prayer. The word. That is how to get, stay close to God. Number three, never leave your place of prayer. Amen? 
Never leave your place of prayer. Daniel knew the importance of prayer, and because of that, he never left his place of prayer. Prayer was so important because Daniel knew that prayer was what was going to keep him where he was. Prayer was his source of blessing and protection. Prayer was what God was using to sustain him where he was. Daniel was so powerful that he was, he was very, very high, second in command in three separate regimes. Actually, two separate regi- regimes and then the overthrowing government. He was also second in command. Hallelujah to Jesus. And that was because he prayed. Look at Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Luke 5, 16. Very, very important. I want to encourage you, if you are watching, stay tuned and hear what God has for us. Hallelujah. And he withdrew himself. In fact, we are looking at it in NLT. I think someone needs to get this before we have problems. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Often. Often. Withdrew himself for prayer. Often. So it was regular. Jesus regularly withdrew himself for prayer. So we said that very, very important. You and I, prayer is a great act of faith. Amen. Number four, serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Revelation 1.6, we talked about the fact that God has made you and I kings and priests unto God. Revelation 1.6. He hath made us his kingdom and his priests who serve before God his father. Give to him everlasting glory. He rules forever and ever. Amen. King James still otherwise said, Let's see what it says in the King James. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now we said that the word king or kingdom, some versions say kingdom, some versions say king. Now a kingdom, that word kingdom means king or kingdom, kingship, sovereign authority, rule, royal power. Hallelujah. When we serve God, we distinguish ourselves. David the king, he was someone, what were the things that made David very close to God? Three things you can think of. Number one, he was a worshiper of God. He was known as a man after God's own heart who worshipped him. Most of the Psalms will be attributed to David. Number two, he was quick to repent. He was not perfect, but when he did wrong and it was brought to his attention, quickly he repents. Number three, he was a shepherd of Israel. And God is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. So if the Lord is my shepherd, and I am also a shepherd, then I'm a co-laborer with God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So we said that when we serve God, we distinguish ourselves. Look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 13 to 18. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13 to 18. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? 
And now, so what God, what God is saying is that anyone who says, what's the point of serving God? What's the point of repenting? What's the point of doing right? When someone says that, they are speaking against God. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, that, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord speak often one to another. So these were the people who talked against God. Now the people who feared God also spoke. And the Lord hearkened to what they said. And heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him. For them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Now there is a book of remembrance. Oh, glory to God. Also, there is a book of works. Hallelujah. And there are many books. The Bible says that in Revelation chapter 20, and the books were opened. The books. And then there was also the book which was opened, which was the uh, uh, book of the Lamb's book of life. So there were books opened, and then there was the book. I thought you'd have even figured. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. You can explain. Hallelujah. Let's look at Revelation. Let me, let, let's, let me find that verse for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Revelation 20. Let's look at verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And we've just talked about a book of remembrance. So there are different books. The things we do. Arms giving, I'm sure there's a book for that. Works, I'm sure there's a book for that. But the most important book is the Lamb's book of life. Am I preaching to somebody? So the book of remembrance was open. So Malachi chapter 3, let's go back there. Hallelujah. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody, but very, very important. Now let's go to verse 6. Yes. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord heard, hearkened and heard it. And the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, may you and I be the jewels of the Lord. Amen. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son. Now someone will say, I'm too bad. No. If you repent, then you are part of the jewels. If you are someone who fears God, there is a blessing in fearing God. When you fear God, there is a great blessing in it. What does it mean to fear God? To reverence him. Not, I'm afraid. No. Just to reverence God. Verse 18. Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. Now, who is the wicked? The unbeliever is the wicked. In the Bible, the Bible calls the unbeliever the wicked. Why? Because the Bible says our righteousness are like filthy rags before God. The heart of man is wicked, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? 
So automatically, the heart of man is wicked, desperately wicked, wicked above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So automatically, the heart of man is desperately, desperately wicked. So if you are not a Christian, then you are wicked in the Bible. So there'll be a difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who fear God and those who do not fear God. Also there. And between those who serve God, I meant serve God, those who serve God and those who don't serve him. And definitely there'll be a difference between those who fear him, those who don't fear him. There'll be a difference between those who love God, those who don't love God. So the, the question is, which category are you? Which category am I? Hallelujah. So God is, God, when we serve God, we distinguish ourselves because not many people serve God. When you look at all the churches in the world, very few people actually serve God. Very few people actually shepherd people. Very few people actually look after people. Very few people actually evangelize. Very few people actually take someone and disciple them or shepherd them. Very few people do that. So you see new converts come to church and slip away because there's no one to look after them. Jesus, look, let's look at Matthew chapter 9. Let's start from verse 35. Hallelujah. And, and because of that, those who decide to do it are precious to God. Precious. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, which is in the world, the multitude of human beings, the multitude of people. When Jesus saw the multitude, he saw the crowds, he looked all around the world. When he saw the multitude of human beings, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Now, this is very, very important because you and I are dependent creatures. We are sheep and need a shepherd. We don't only need the, the main shepherd, Jesus Christ, but we also need under shepherds. And the under shepherds are the pastors. Hallelujah. Because we are dependent creatures. Amen? Now, because there was no shepherd... The people fainted and were scattered abroad. Let's go, go back, back to verse 36. Now, what does it mean to faint and to be scattered? If you look around the world, there are many people who are wearied. What does it mean? It means to be troubled. It means to be harassed. It means to be annoyed. It means to be distressed. That word, they fainted. When you look around the world, when you look at people's lives, people are confused. People are tired. People are, 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 don't have rest. They are harassed. They are troubled. People can go, I mean, when I was an unbeliever, I'll go to the bar, just drink, just have fun, just go out, fun in quotes. But I was troubled. People go out, drink, relax. They think they are enjoying life, but deep down they are troubled. There is no peace or satisfaction without Jesus. There is no peace or satisfaction without Jesus. So they were troubled now, and they were, they, and they were scattered abroad. That word scattered is the word helpless. Helpless. 
helpless. They were helpless. They were cast away. They were downcast. They were thrown down. That's, that's, that's what it is now. In life, people don't realize that they are thrown down. They are helpless. Because imagine, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now imagine living in the darkness. If you think about it, darkness, there is no, you can't even see where you are going. What will happen? Come. What, what will happen if you are walking in the dark? Now, if my daughter Phoebe can, can, can uh, uh, answer it, then imagine it's dark. There is no light. And you are walking in the house. What will happen to you? Then you'll fall or hurt yourself. Put your hands together for her. Uh, it was not rehearsed. Now she is saying you will fall or hurt yourself in the same way when we are walking in life without the word. When we are walking in light without Jesus, what will happen is that we will fall and we will hurt ourselves. And that's what happens in life. People fall. People hurt themselves. And the next thing is that they become prey to the enemy. They become prey to every beast of the field. They become prey to the devil. The Bible says that that woman who was bowed, Jesus said, this is a daughter of Abraham who has been low, who has been bound these 18 years. Is it 18 or 12? 18 years. Bound to 18 years. So she was oppressed of the devil. Acts 10 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So those who are not in Christ are oppressed of the devil, but many don't know it. When you, you grow up in, 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 in a terrible place, you feel that it's normal. When you, are, you grow up disadvantaged, you feel it's normal. So those who are oppressed don't know they are oppressed until they get out. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Until you get out, you don't know you are oppressed. But Jesus died for them. That's why, let's go back to Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. That's why Jesus, you see, you see but when he saw the multitude, multitude, he was moved with compassion. That word compassion is that word mercy. He was moved with mercy. He was moved with compassion upon them. He, 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 was, he felt for them because he knew what they were going through. Verse 37. Then said God, Jesus, to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So there is a wide variety of people who are fainting, who are scattered, who are prey to the devil. The, the, and the harvest is plenty. There are people who need the Lord. That's why people go to Witka and go into all this witchcraft and all sorts of things because they are looking for something. Is it Johnson or someone said that there's a God-shaped vacuum in man that no one can fill apart from God? Now, verse 38, because Jesus realized that, look, the harvest is plenty, but there are few laborers. He said, pray ye therefore. If Jesus is telling us to pray about a topic because he has compassion on them, because it's something he thinks about, when you do it, you distinguish yourself and you maintain your position. 
Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So when we are praying for laborers and we become laborers, we separate ourselves as people who are doing something that Jesus can't physically do on earth. But he needs people to do it. Jesus can't stretch out his hands of love to tell someone that, look, it is well. To encourage someone unless he does it through his body. The brain, without the hand and the legs, the brain wants to do certain things. But if there's no hand and leg, it won't do it. When I do this, my brain, I tell my brain that I want my hands to be stretched. And the brain sends the signals that my hands are stretched. So the brain is what controls. That's why a stroke, when someone bleeds in the brain and a part of the brain is, brain is not functioning, you can't move your legs. One side is gone. Because the brain is what controls. So God is the head. Jesus is the head. But he wants to do things through his body. But if you are not getting the chance, he's not getting the chance to do it, then what? He, he, there's nothing he can do. That's why God said, I sought for a man who would stand in the gap. Who would stand in the gap so that the land would not be destroyed. But I couldn't find any. So I brought salvation. But God wants us to do something for him. The Bible says we are co-laborers with God. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth are named. We are a family. And Jesus wants a family to be brought together. The whole family in heaven and earth are named. He wants more people to join the family. So he can only do that through the ministry of reconciliation, where he brings people, he saves people, and then gives them that ministry of reconciliation to reconcile the world to himself. Second Corinthians chapter 5. But no time to get there. Hallelujah. That's why when we work for God and we serve God, he blesses us. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love, which we have shown towards his name, in that we have ministered to the saints and continue to minister to them. So there's a, there's, this is important. God will not forget what you and I do for each, the fellow Christian. You can do it, you, you, you can do a lot of charity work, but if Jesus is not tied to it, it doesn't count even though you get some blessing. But it doesn't count in the way of Hebrews 6.10. You, you get a blessing. It's a spiritual law. But for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which he has showed towards his name. Name. In that you have ministered to the Christians and you continue to minister to them. Revelation 13.14. And I heard a loud voice Saying, right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yes, hear the Spirit, for they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Hallelujah. This, uh, I think you mix, it's 14, 13. Anyway, Isaiah 54, 17, I'm, I'm just quickly telling us some of the benefits that distinguish us. No weapon, Isaiah 54, 17, we know that verse. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. 
And every tongue that shall rise up against us, judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of Christians. Not in the Bible, not in the Holy Bible, not in Jesus' word. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So, you can be a Christian and you can quote this verse, but if you are not a servant of God, it does not apply. The angels are saying that, can they, don't they understand basic, and isn't there an understanding? Pastors quote it. Hey, no weapon that is formed against this, a prosper. Hey! But the hey is not going to do anything because you are not a servant of God. I see you receiving a car. I receive it. Hey! It's not going to count. Especially this verse. Yeah, the car, you can get the car. That's what I... There was, there was, I was in a meeting and someone didn't have clear vision. She couldn't drive at night. She could not drive at night. And... So, you know, yeah. And, and receive your eyesight. I didn't even know she... I just felt to say, it. receive your eyesight. She was at the back and claimed, jumped and claimed, I receive it in Jesus' name. That was the end. 2020 vision. Doctors give her the approval she could drive at night. Receive the house. Here, I receive it. But no weapon that is formed against it shall prosper. Receive it. You can do the receiving. But unless you are a servant of God, it won't count. Romans 8.28 is another. For we know, who glory, 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 glory. For we know, and we know. You see, you and I must know. As Christians, you must be confident and know. I don't know, you're not getting me. I said, as a Christian, you must be confident and know. Amen. After satisfying the conditions. And we know that all things... Even the bad things, even the wrong things, even the mistakes, making wrong decisions, even the mistakes. For, and we know that all things, oh, I messed up and I, I, I signed a contract. I messed up and I did this. Oh, I went the wrong way. All things, all things, all things work together for good. Somehow God will work it out for your good. Amen. To them that love God. And then it goes on to explain it because when you love God, the second part will come in. It's only verse 28 we're looking for. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Look at NLT. I have different, I like reading different versions. The first I started with is King James, and I moved to NLT, then NESB. But I always make sure that if there's any confusion after do, using the concordance, King James and NESB, which are the most accurate versions of the Bible, are the ones that I focus on. I make sure everything is flowing with that. Why do I say that? There's what we call textual translation and interpretive translation. NESB King James, textual. What the Greek says, textual. Versus scholars come together and 
this is what the Greek is saying. Let's write it for people to understand it. It's all important, but the textual is the textual translation. It's all good, but sometimes some of the things can be slightly lost. And when and, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. NASB. Am I preaching to somebody? Amen. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So you see that King James and NASB put a comma, work together for good to those who love God, comma, to those who are called according to his purpose. The other ones are the end. There's a difference, slight difference. It's all the same, but there's a slight difference. Another time we'll go into that. Psalm 35, verse 27. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. But give great... Uh, yes, okay, we'll use NLT and then we'll go back to the original. But okay, I guess we are in the original now, King James. Let's... De- in fact, go to NLT. You, 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 you brought it up, so let's just do it. But give great joy to those who have stood with me in my defense. So God gives great joy to those who have stood with him in his defense. Let them continually say, great is the Lord who enjoys helping his servant. Glory. Amen. Amen. Let's look at verse, okay, now go to King James and start from verse 36. Uh, 26, thank you. Psalm 35, verse 26. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my head. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad. So those who favor God's righteous cause should shout for joy and be glad. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. We'll talk about that word later on. And my tongue shall speak of righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Amen. I discovered something very powerful about this verse, but we'll talk about it another time. Then the next one, Hallelujah. So what do you think? This is very, very important. That's why we are distinguished. That's why our position is maintained. Glory to God. Number five, you must embrace correction and rebuke. Not everyone likes rebuke. Children, they don't like to be rebuked. When you tell them fancy things, they get excited. My daughter here on the keyboard, when you tell her something nice, she's happy. But when you tell her, no, you, this thing, you, you are doing it wrong, this then, her face changes. She's now like a, 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 a those who are painted, what, what are they called? 
models. Okay, yeah, okay, models. She becomes like a model. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody? Acts chapter 12, no, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture, all, some will write most, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for co correction, for instruction in righteousness, next verse, then what will happen? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Go back to verse 16, NLT. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and teaches us to do what is right. Now, just stay here. Go to Berean, any other version. D just select a version, not King James. NASB, okay. NASB is similar to King James. Uh, so go to another version. Because they are textual. They are the most accurate. One is from the Latin Vulgate. And then another one, hallelujah. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> you decide to go amplified. Okay, let's. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. Verse 17, then look for another version, Berean. So that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Just any other, okay, NIV. Uh, and message, no, a, a message will just give us oh, a, a story. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, maybe, and I don't use the NIV. That's the last one I look at, the NIV. They are all good. I mean, they are all Bible, but NIV, I don't. Uh, you don't have Mbiria. Okay, TPT, can you read that for us? Then you will be God's servants, fully mature, mm -hmm. and fully matured and perfectly pre prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Amen. Amen. So, now, let's go back to King James. Verse 16. All scripture, are we there, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Now, doctrine is teaching what is right. For reproof, 
for correction, for instruction. So you realize that all the scriptures in the Bible are there to help us to do what is right. But you realize that and to correct us. So you see that certain scriptures are not there. Many people feel that I always have to get a good message. Every time I read, the, I, I, I go to church, I must be excited. Every time I go to church, there's a lady who told me that, wow, I, I need to hear X preacher. Because anytime I hear him, I get very excited. I feel good. And I'm able to take the, uh, live on throughout the day. But by nighttime, then they get, go back down. Because a few good message all the time is not what you and I need. We need a balanced diet. We need good messages, but we also need messages that would challenge us, that will correct us. Amen. And we also said that we must be people who love to be told the truth. We must be people who love to be told what is right, what to do and what not to do. Hallelujah. We must be shepherded. We must be people who allow ourselves to be directed by God also through a person. You, what are some of the examples in the Bible? We have Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, when he was Saul of Tarsus, and he was met by Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ could have told him everything, but Jesus said, go to this man Ananias, and he will tell you what to do. Why didn't Jesus just tell him what to do? Hallelujah. Also, what are some of the other examples? Some of the other examples, you find Abimelech and Abraham. God told Abimelech that, look, I appear to you in a dream, and I'm warning you, don't touch his wife. If you touch Abraham's wife, I'll kill you and your, father, your household. Don't touch them. Don't touch the wife. But now go to Abraham who lied to you and tell him to pray for you. Amen. And then Jesus said when he, was, he entered Jerusalem, he knew he was going to die there by the pastors. Pastors usually kill, try to kill pastors. Hallelujah. Pastors are the ones who fight each other. Hallelujah. And then give Satan advantage. But Jesus said, as he was entering Jerusalem, he knew that pastors were waiting for him. So he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have wanted to gather you like a hen gathereth the chickens but you will not allow me. Hey! But I'm praying to God every day, God, help me. God, help me. But you are telling me, God is saying that you are not allowing me. I mean, imagine, I'm praying, God, I need your help. And God is telling me that, but you are not allowing me to help you. I need your help. No, you are not allowing me to help you. Why? I've wanted to gather you as a hen gatherer and chicken, but you're not allowing me. From now on, your house is left unto you desolate. You will not see my hands henceforth in your life until you learn how to say, blessed is God. No, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That person is blessed. The one who comes, the human being who comes in the name of the Lord is blessed. If you are not able to see that, you will not be able to see my hands in your life any longer. Hey, hey, hey. 
So all scripture is important, given by inspiration of God. Hallelujah. Number six. Acts chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. Acts chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. Now, this is very important because Peter... The, the, uh, Herod took James and killed him with a sword. And when he realized that it pleased the Jews that he had killed James, he proceeded to take Peter also, and he was going to kill Peter. But Peter had so much faith in God that he was asleep. Will you and I be asleep if you know you're about to be ki- killed, executed? You would have. Yeah, but they'll wake you up. They, they are, yeah, they have to wake you up to kill you. But your point is that you try to sleep. But if the brain, okay, that's, that's Phoebe, okay. Hallelujah. But he was asleep because of his faith. He, he did not have any care. He was not worried because he knew that God would deliver him. Even if God doesn't deliver him, he's going to meet his Lord. So the angel had to wake him up by smiting him on the side and raised him up saying, arise up quickly, and his chains fell from his hands. Verse 8. And the angel said unto him, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did, and he said unto him, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. So the angel smote him. The angel did what he needed to do, but Peter needed to make an effort. Peter needed to put his sandals on. Peter needed to to get up and go. So make a personal effort. Is the next one. Number six. You must make a personal effort. God is not going to do everything. God is going to do something, but you must make a personal effort. What does the Bible say? For it is God who giveth thee the power to obtain wealth. So who is obtaining the wealth? Who, who, Who is doing the obtaining? You. But who gave the power? God. But who acted and strategized and did what they needed to do to obtain the wealth? You. But the power came from God. In the so make a personal effort. But thou shalt remember, Deuteronomy 8, 18, the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. The angel didn't go do everything for Peter. You and I must make a personal effort by reading the Bible ourselves. By praying for ourselves. We must make the personal effort in our Christian lives and our lives of holiness. What you do yourself is what really matters. No matter how much our pastors pray for us or anyone prays for us, we can't pray, they can't pray for you the way you want to be prayed for. Right now, I have a strategy. Anytime someone says, please pray for me, immediately as you are there, I'm I'm praying. 
Because I realized that when I tell people I'll pray for them, you might forget. So, so that I'll not have promised and not uh, fulfilled it. Oh, can you pray for me because of this? Immediately. I, I pray immediately. I pray about it. And then that will give, make me remember. But I pray about it immediately. The personal effort must be made. <clears throat> what do you think? Personal effort must be made. You and I must make the personal effort. Some people who, 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 who want to just be on Zoom, you, you are not making a personal effort unless there is a reason, a genuine reason. There are genuine reasons why people can't uh, 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 go physical. But if you go to the party, if you go to for the outdooring, if you go freely to the mall, don't shut me down, I'm preaching good here. You go to work. <clears throat> but you can't go to church. You're not making a personal effort. If, but there are different reasons why you cannot. But there are, so those ones, everyone knows. But if you can do certain things, think about it. If you can do certain things, but you cannot, then you're not making a personal effort. Because there are people who should rather be on Zoom who are in church. Who have a better reason to be on Zoom, but they are in church because they are trusting God. What do you think? Number two, make the personal effort in your Christian life and to want to know God more. I, I want to know God more. Make a personal in effort to be interested in God. I want to be interested in God. I, 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 want, to, I, I want to develop an interest in God. Yes, I want, I, I want to. I, I want to love God more. I need to make an effort to love God more. I need to make a personal effort to get the word in. I don't have time for quiet time. Make the personal effort. Maybe you don't want, can't do it one hour. But do it. Just do something. Because when you really are having your quiet time properly, that scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good, you see it today. But when, when you're having your quiet time proper, Sometimes you'll be there and, whoo, glory. It, 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 it is sweet, like honey. When you're having your quiet time properly, and that one, one and a half hours is sometimes not enough. Because you are entering into it. When you have your quiet time, like uh, we, we know uh, 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 preaching, when you are preaching, be in a state of what? Constant preparation. That's something you and I must know. Be in a state of constant preparation. Constant preparation. If you're having your quiet time all the time, if you're listening to messages all the time, you would be able to preach. You'll be able to preach in school. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say you'll be able to preach in school. Preaching in school will be nothing. It will be nothing. When we are in your school and we are, we are there, feel free. You see that it will come naturally. You will be able to preach because you are in a state of 
constant preparation. You are having your quiet time, deep quiet time. Quiet time, I can preach my quiet time easily because it is inside. I, mine is serious. My quiet time, I, 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 fear of God, the recent one is first love. First love, uh, up to verse 4. In fact, uh, first love is very, very powerful. Let me give you an example. I don't know I'm preaching you or not, but I'm preaching me happy here. For example, first love is from Revelation 2, 1 to 7. How many are getting what I'm saying? Just from verse 1 to 4, and then adding it with Matthew and Mark of the, great, first, the greatest commandments, I'm on part 4 of a long, very, very long, part four. And it's going to be about eight points, eight parts. Because, so you can preach it, it can be a, a, it can be a, a message. Adding, uh, 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 quite, uh, adding messages. When you are soaking in podcasts, you are soaking in messages, plus your quiet time, and sometimes having quiet time on the message, When you are called, tomorrow you are preaching. No problem. <laughs> you are preaching this afternoon. No problem. Hallelujah. Because you are in a state of constant preparation. Hallelujah to Jesus. So what are we talking about? Make a personal effort. How many are going to make a personal effort? Make a personal effort to pray. Prayer is it's easier to pray than to have your quiet time. Why? Because if you have to choose between prayer or quiet time, you choose, quiet time is more important than prayer. Because you can pray and never have your quiet time. But when you have your quiet time, you will pray. You can pray and still struggle sometimes with certain things. But when you have your quiet time, you are having Jesus inside. Because Jesus is the word. And when you're having Jesus inside, and you are praying, you, can, you cannot have your quiet time consistently and not pray. But you can pray and not have your quiet time. So if you have to choose between one, quiet time is most Important. Hallelujah. Make a personal effort. Number seven. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 17. Eight points. We are almost done with it. Just two more. Uh, eight points. Seven. Number seven. <clears throat> For ye know how that afterward... When he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. Sorry. For you know how that afterward, 
when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Someone can take this verse and go in a tangent of error and use it to form a, a, a theory or doctrine. But this is talking about Esau. Let's just go. So you have to read it in context. Hey! If you don't read it in context, you can let it say anything. Some, and, and, and not only in context, sometimes you also have to read the, the, the Greek or the Hebrew because a certain word, when you read it or you read other versions, you say, oh, this is not true. This is not what it's saying. This is not what it's saying. This is not what it's saying. This is not what it's saying at all. Let's go to verse four, four, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there, there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, she sold his birthright of the blessing. He was rejected, for he found no place of, of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So he did not really repent. He was seeking for it because he knew that the blessing carried weight. But he did not repent of the fact that he sold it. Or he minimized it. Or he despised it. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1. Let's start from verse 20. Guard your place in God's house firmly. Acts chapter 1 verse 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate. If I let's start from 15. But it's 15 to 26. Am I preaching to somebody? And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. Is it stuck? Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David speak before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now, in the past, when I didn't understand the scriptures, I used to feel that Apostle Paul, you know the Bible talks about the 12 pillars of the New Jerusalem. I always thought that Apostle Paul be the 12, 0% chance. It's the one we are about to read about, Matthias. Apostle Paul worked more than them, but the person who is going to be part of the 12 who replaced Judas is the one who is going to, his name is also going to be part of the foundations of the New Jerusalem. Now, this man purchased a field, Judas, with the reward of iniquity. Now, just, Judas didn't personally purchase the field. But what happened was that the 30 pieces of silver, when he gave it to the high priest and said, I have shed innocent blood, the high priest said, what have I with, to do with that? See thou to that. And then he threw it down and ran away. And they said that, look, this money is blood money. 
So we cannot keep this money in the temple. Let's use it to buy a field. And they use it to purchase the field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong. When he, so, so we all know that he hanged himself. But Acts chapter 18, 1 verse 18 explains the process. So it means that Judas hanged himself and when he fell, he fell head on. So the thing, it might have broken the, the rope. And instead of falling leg first, he fell head first. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. <laughs> and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gashed out. Let's look at NLT here. Go back to 18, NLT. Judas bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. And falling there, he burst open, splitting out his intestines. <laughs> okay, go back to King James and let's continue. Verse 19. And it was known unto all the dwellers of, at Jerusalem, in so much as that field is called in their proper tongue, Akladema. That is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, his place. Let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein. So that place, no one, no one was there. They didn't use it for anything. And his bishopric or his apostolic uh, calling or his place, let another take. Or his room. God told Elijah, go and anoint Elijah. Elisha, the son of Shaphat, and let him be prophet in thy room, in your place. May that not be any story of anyone here. So his bishopric, let another take. Continue. For it is uh, wherefore of these men which have company with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. So who is going to take the place of Judas? Someone who had accompanied with them from the baptism of John till Jesus rose. Someone who was with them constantly, who was not chosen among the twelve. One of those people who had accompanied, one of them would be the one who would take his place. Continue. Beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from among us, must one be ordained to be a witness of us, with us, of his resurrection. And they appointed two. Two people. Because they didn't know who. They prayed and fasted and they felt that, okay, you know what? These two. Now, how do we know which two to choose? And they appointed two. Joseph called Basabas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou Lord, which knoweth the heart of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen that he may take part of this ministry and apostolish, apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth lots. So they cast lots. And the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with them, the 11 apostles. Number seven, guard your place in God's house firmly. 
Don't let anyone take your place. I don't want a situation where God says, I'm supposed to be evangelizing and I slack. And then God just takes me by the collar, moves me to the side, takes someone, puts the person there. If you don't do it, God will find someone else to do it. Guard your place. <clears throat> if you know God has said do something, do it. Of course, seek counsel, but do it. Don't let that thing die. If God says you should be a missionary, do it. If God says you should be a pastor, do it. If God says you should be a prophet, do it. If God says you should be an evangelist, do it. If God says you should be a, a sponsor or financier of the gospel, do it. Just make sure that God said it. If God said it, do it. Amen. For me, I'm resolute. God says it. I know it's God. I'm unstoppable. Just like Daniel failed, <clears throat> Daniel failed the test of the three presidents. The presidents, he failed the test. Look, if you are, if you, with Daniel, if we tell him to pray, he will fail. <laughs> there are certain things that will fail the test. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll fail. No matter how difficult, if there's no money, I'll go without money. I'll feel the test of, okay, how can it be that David will not go to win souls on the streets anywhere? I'll feel that test. Because once I know it's God, I'll, 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 do you understand? I'll feel the human test. Hallelujah. You and I, no one should ever put God's call on the side. What do you think? Very, very important because you can lose your place. You can lose your place. Ever since I was a new convert, I'll be on the buses in London telling people about Jesus. Going on this, that, that's always, God, God has always put evangelism in my heart. What about you? What is in your heart? Now, the new thing God has put in my heart well, I can't see recently, but for some time, apart from evangelism, ever since I became a pastor, maybe when I started understanding the Bible, Matthew chapter 25, about I was naked, you didn't clothe me. When I started understanding this, this was maybe around 2008, 2009, the poor also became a ministry. The poor. Helping the poor. Even if it's, it's so important. If God has put it in your heart to help poor people, don't slack. I have tried my best not to slack. Hallelujah. And sometimes you don't need a lot. Anything small. Something small. We're driving to church. And I saw a man with no limbs, one, one leg, no limbs. And I was, what, what, money, money, there's no money. Oh! No money. Hallelujah. Those who are looking for riches, 
and you're looking for stock market in increase, the catalyst and the boost for the increase are poor people. I don't do it just because they are poor and I want money. I do it because the Lord has put it in my heart to do it. But I also know the benefits of doing it. Poor people. Because Jesus said that as for the poor people, they remain on earth. There are certain people who need to be poor, who would inherit great things when they are Christians. But those poor people have been placed there by God and they will remain poor till they die. Not all of them, some of them. Jesus said, as for the poor, they will remain. They will always be with you. But some, those people, they are also there to expand and to promote and to bless and to make rich the Christians because there needs to be a channel where your blessing can come through. Yes. And giving to the poor is a channel God has chosen to bless people. Why didn't Jesus just release all the poor people? Why didn't Jesus say that when you are a Christian, you are guaranteed that you will not be poor? There are certain people who will be poor no matter what they do. At least according to what Jesus said, the poor remain with you. And there are many, of course, when you are a Christian, God can take you out. But there are many poor people who might never be Christians. God still wants us to look after them because they are still people who God created. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. So you maintain your position. That's why, look at Acts, Acts chapter 10. I'll not be able to finish this, but um, Acts chapter 10. Let's look at, let's start from verse 2. Okay, let, let's start from 1. That's good. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Wait, go back. Look at NLT, this verse. He was a devout man who feared the God of Israel, as did his entire household. He gave generously to charity and was a man who regularly prayed to God. Another version. This word alms is giving to the poor. I'll explain. Uh, another version. I told you that NLT and King James are about the same because they are, okay. Okay, who can get another version? Uh, okay, NIV. Do you have NIV? Okay, Amplified. Sorry? Okay. Can you get another translation? I please add more. Yes, Acts chapter 10, verse 2. Look for one that says, uh, give uh, uh, to the poor. There are many versions that say to the poor, most of the versions. We need more versions. More versions. What version is that? This is TPT. TPT. 
Okay. Hallelujah. TPT. It talks about giving to the poor. So now this, this, this verse is very powerful because what the Bible is saying is that this Cornelius, he gave money to the poor and prayed always. And because of that, an angel came. Now, this man was a proselyte. A proselyte is a non-Jew who practices Judaism. So, this man was not in the way of salvation. He was serving God in Judaism. He didn't know much about Jesus. He was just serving God. He was praying to the God of Israel. He was giving to the poor. And as he was doing all that, God said, I cannot let this man who is giving alms to the poor, who is praying, I can't let him not be saved. So I'm going to save him in an extraordinary way. I'm going to dispatch an angel to him. And I'm going to give him at the exact place. Go to a house with a man named Simon, Atana. And there is a man, uh, an apostle named Peter, Cephas, whose surname or nickname is Peter, given name. He will tell you what to do. Special treatment. Hallelujah. So it's very, very, very powerful to know that when you give alms to God, when you give to the church, when you give to the poor, God separates you. God treats you differently. When I discovered all those things, then I said, no, this ministry, I must add it to my life. Now, someone might be something else. Whatever it is, guard your place in God's house. Guard it. I said, guard it. Guard it with humility because we are not the only ones who can do it. We are not indispensable. This Jesus Hills Miracle campaign, I'm not the only one who can do it. God can replace me with ease. So I must guard it with humility. And I must do it when God says, when I feel that God wants me to go to Philippines, I must go. Even if I only have $10. Uh, uh, he'll provide a sacrifice. What? Uh, he, he'll provide the fire. No, what? You provide the fire. So God, you provide the fire and I'll provide the sacrifice. Yes. So it means that when you go, when you see, what do you have in your hands? When you use what you have in your hands, God will multiply it. Amen. I thought you put yours together for the Lord. When you use what you have, God will provide. God will provide. So from now on, let's guard our place. If you are called to be a pastor, you are called to be a missionary, you are called to be an evangelist, you are called to be a prophet, you are called to be a teacher, you are called to be an apostle, guard it and hold on to it. Hold on to it with all humility. Number two, 
be someone who cannot easily be offended. So seven, uh, so number seven, guard your place in God's house family. Now, the first way is to guard it with all humility. Number two, become someone who cannot be offended. In the kingdom of God, as you are doing the work of God, you can easily be offended. Easily be offended. Hannah could have been offended when Eli, the pastor, told her that, why are you like one of those foolish women? Woman of Belial. Why, why are you drunk in this hour? She said, No, I'm not drunk. It's just in the sorrow, the pain of my heart. I'm praying to God. I'm so in pain that I can only just matter it. I'm in so much pain. And then he said, May the God of Israel grant you your request. She could have said, Oh, how dare you? And he wouldn't have said that prayer. I mean, I'm sure it's that prayer that made the difference. So, very important, let's be careful not to be offended with people around us, with anyone. Don't be offended. When I know that my blessing comes from somewhere, I don't get offended. I don't get offended. Many of the things I'm doing, my decisions, I'm not, I don't get offended. I'm, I don't just get offended like that. You have to try to make excuses. You have to try to believe that there is some good Hallelujah. In whatever is happening, that there are good intentions. Hallelujah. Always believe that there are good intentions because genuinely there will be good intentions. There's no, there, no one wants to do something bad. No one wants to do something, take from you. Hallelujah. It's just what God wants you to do. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. God, but number one, guard your place with God first. And then man, So how do you guard your place in God's house? By making sure you are close to God and you are guarding your place with God first. Hallelujah. What do you think? Is that a blessing or not? The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. You'll be nurtured. You'll be fostered. You'll be encouraged. And always remember that the one who will establish my ministry and your ministry is God. Is who? God. So make sure that as you are doing everything you are doing, always remember that God watches everything we do. Some people can get promoted quickly at work or even in the ministry because they have eye service. Does that make sense? Eye service. And because of that, they might move up, but they might not be sustained there because it's only God who sustains you somewhere. Am I saying something to someone? Nevertheless, it is still important that we believe in our prophets because God uses men also. You see the, the, the mystery? You must believe in God, believe in his prophets. But believing in his prophets, you must, because when you believe in his prophets, you prosper. Believe in God, and you will be nurtured. You will be established. You will be fostered. But when you believe in God's prophets, you would explode in victory. You would talak. So it means that because we still need the blessings of God through people. I don't know if you got what I mean. 
God still uses people to bless us. God still uses people. That's why it's very important to maintain your position also with the people who God has blessed you through. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Very important to continue to maintain your position. If God has blessed you through someone, you must keep maintaining your position. Hallelujah. How do you maintain your position in that way? You maintain it by keeping close. What are the ways? You maintain your position by honor, honoring them. You maintain your position also by listening to them. And never stop listening. Never stop drawing close. Even if the person is not physically with you. Your father and mother also are people that you must always be close to. Draw close. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. What's the first point? Have faith in God. Oh, yes. Uh, number two, stay close to God. Number three, never leave your place of prayer. Number four, serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Number five, you must embrace corrections and rebuke. Number six, make a personal effort yourself. Number seven, guard your place in God's house firmly. So continue to flow. Some of us might not know what flow is, but continue to flow. Hallelujah. Continue to listen to messages. Get podcasts. Hallelujah. We'll show you what to do. Hallelujah. Listen to messages. Messages are very, very important. Because we must get messages in, 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 in. The more messages we have in, the more messages we get in, the better things are for us. What do you think? Because the word of God is what will affect us. Yesterday I was talking to some people as I wrap up where we're having a nice discussion on music. And we talked about the fact that words are spirit. And we also talked about the fact that the more we hear something over and over and over again, it becomes us. Was it PBO? Who said, the, someone said the more we hear something it enters our hearts. Yes, Phoebe said that. It enters our hearts. I thought she was going to say something childish, but when she spoke, I listened to it and I actually used it in what I was saying. Yes, it enters into your heart, enters into your mind. Imagine you are listening to music. Hey, hey, hey I'm going to kill this. Or hey, 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 I'm going to sleep with this person. Hey, 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 I'm going to do don't, don't, don't. If you are listening to that all the time, you want to do that. But if you are listening to preaching about serving God, preaching about evangelism, preaching about loving God, preaching about tithing, preaching about walking in love, you would want to do those things. I said you want to do those things. Preaching about, about, about serving God, working for God, you realize that you want to work for God and therefore maintain your position. Our position must be maintained. There's no greater place than the house of God to serve God. There is no greater place than the house of God to serve God. Hallelujah. Shall we stand to our feet? Amen.
And let's speak to the Lord. Oh, you can put your hands together for the Lord. Oh, we give God the glory. We give God the glory. Oh, my shandaradabamamas. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, just speak to God and ask him to touch you. Ask him to bless you. Ask him to do a great thing in your life. Oh, God, we give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Wonderful Jesus. Oh, yes. Ask him to cause you to maintain your position. Ask God to ask you to, 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 to stay close. Ask God, help me to draw close to you. Lord, increase my faith. Lord, may I never leave my place of prayer. Lord, cause I, I pray that I will serve you in your tabernacle. Lord, I pray that I would be someone who embraces correction and rebuke. Lord, I pray that I would make a personal effort. Give me the grace and the strength to make a personal effort. Lord, I pray that you give me the grace to guard my place in your house, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whilst we are watching, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell, but you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I want to be born again. I need Jesus to save me. I need salvation. I want to be born again. If you feel this way and you know that you are far away from God, then I want you to just raise your hands where you are. Just raise your hands where you are and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said this prayer and you are born again, I want to encourage you to serve God. Follow these seven things. Go to church. Attend church regularly. And God will bless you. Hallelujah. It's now time for us to partake of the 
the Lord's Supper or the communion. Very, very important. Let's reflect on what Jesus Christ did for us. The Bible says, in the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood for the remission of your sins. As often as he eats this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Then the Bible also says in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 to 6, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Then the Bible says in Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Then 1 Peter 2, 24 says, For who, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Father God, we thank you for the body of Jesus Christ our Lord and the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. The body of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, which was shed for me for the remission, forgiveness of my sins blood of Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you for the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. We bless you and worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. Yes. Still that old ragged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dear rest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rocket cross. 
Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old ragged cross And exchange it someday for a crown I'll cherish it one more time so I'll cherish the old rocket cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rocket cross And exchange Someday for a crown. Amen. It's now time to take our offering, pay our tithe. Tithe is very important because it is 10% of your increase, 10% of what God has given to you. Tithe tells God that we honor Him and we agree with Him that. He gave us the money, or he gave us our wealth. We agree with him that all blessings come from him. We agree with him that the earth is the Lord's, and the cattle of a thousand hills is for God, and that we honor him with 10% of our increase. And this, if you just look on the board, this is uh, how to pay your tithe. Hallelujah. So if you have your tithe, you can raise your tithe. And let's pray. Father God, we bless you as we pay our tithe. Honor the tithe. You promised that you rebuke the devourer for our sakes. So it means that no unnecessary expenses, no painful expenses, expenses that would cost us. We pray against those in the name of Jesus. We pray for favor. We pray for abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your offering, you can raise your offering and let's pray. Father God, bless our offering in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And shalom, shalom, shalom. Have a blessed week. May God bless you. May God increase you. May God cause you to expand in favor. May God enlarge your coasts. May God move you to higher levels. May God take you to places where you've not even imagined. May God move you to double, triple steps forward. May God lift you. May God promote you. May God deliver you. May God bless you. May God give you things that money cannot buy. May God give you good health. May God give you long life. May God answer your secret prayers. May God give you uncommon favor. May God bless the works of your hands and my hands. In Jesus' name.